This is Paris. Paris Hilton. Paris. This is Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton is the it girl. That's hot. She's been in the news nearly two decades. An illicit tape starring Paris Hilton hit the internet this week. Became one of the most recognized faces on the planet. Come on, let's go to Paris's. More than 13 million people watched her show, The Simple Life. Have you ever had a real job? No. All the things with social media. First person was Paris Hilton. You created that person to sort of get through. She literally gave me a career. My life has been so public. I've been talked about in such cruel and mean ways. I've been through hell and back. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Paris Hilton and her husband got married in November of 2021. The birth of your son. And surprising the world with her second baby. And one of the highest paid DJs in the world. In her new self-titled memoir. In season two of her reality show, Paris in Love. This is a whole new phase in my life. I just feel like a different person. Transforming and and just becoming a new person, growing in ways that I couldn't even imagine before. This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with sparkling ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants, iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor, sparkling ice, anything but subtle. Two years ago, I became pregnant with a baby I desperately wanted. During a routine ultrasound, I learned that the fetus would have a fatal condition and never survive. I had to flee my own state to receive treatment. I think Donald Trump bears an incredible amount of responsibility for these restrictive laws. We need leaders that will protect our rights, and that's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. Do you ever find yourself looking at your full wardrobe, but still feeling like you got nothing to wear. Well, gather around, Daddy Gang, Saks.com. You're going to find instant inspiration for that date night, for that impromptu vacation, okay? Maybe you need a new dress because one of your friends is getting married soon, okay? So if you're looking for a new style or want to build a better relationship with your closet, then head to Saks.com to shop for everything on your agenda. You guys know what's happening. Let's go, Daddy Gang. <laughs> what is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Paris Hilton, welcome to Call Her Daddy. Thank you. I am so happy we're finally doing this. It's long overdue. Congratulations. You just had a baby girl, London. Thank you. How are you and Carter feeling? We are just so happy. I just feel like my life feels so complete. She is so beautiful and it's just so cute to see Phoenix with his little sister. And I've always wanted a daughter my whole life. I've always wanted to have a little girl named London. So the fact that she's here now is just everything. You kept it a secret from the whole world and your family. I'm curious, like, 
how the hell did you keep it a secret? Was there ever a moment where like the secret was almost blown? No, I'm very good at keeping secrets. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like my life has been so public. Everything I've done has just always been so out there. And I just really just didn't want any of that outside chatter. I didn't want people discussing my children before they were here. It was just, I don't know. I just wanted to have something for myself for once. So did you, it was just you and Carter that knew? Yeah, just Carter and I. No one knew. Like it was, it was a fun like I don't know, like secret to have with each other, I guess. Okay, well, congratulations. Paris, you're an icon. You were the queen of the 90s. You're still the queen. You're the original influencer. Like there's truly, we could do a nine hour interview. You're like, bitch, get the fuck out of my house. But when I think about my audience, I think about this like younger generation who obviously knows you, but I feel like they know you through like certain iconic moments they see maybe in pictures, but they don't know the backstory to things or they know you now, obviously. So I kind of want to take a little walk down memory lane. Okay, here we go. Do you ever Google yourself? Yes. (laughs) I was Googling you this morning and I'm like, every trend, I feel like that was like huge in the early 2000s you were starting like everything you were putting on people were going people were buying so I'm curious if you had to pick three top trends that were like they're your most iconic staples Mm -hmm. what would you pick from the 2000s definitely my 21st birthday dress Mm -hmm. the Swarovski cover Julian McDonald dress that I've seen so many people recreate it wear it for their 21st Mm -hmm. birthdays or birthdays and that dress is just if I was a dress I would be that dress Mm -hmm. that for sure um, I love hmm, the little like skirts I used to wear, like the mini skirts. Mm-hmm. Should be the size of a belt because <laughs> life's short. <laughs> Take risks. And the velour track suits. That's why I came out with my own line. All of these iconic things that you wore, do you archive your stuff? A lot of it, yeah. Like you have like, do you have any of like the razor flip phones left? Yes. The sunglasses. The sunglasses, the sidekicks covered with Swarovski crystals. Holy shit. Will you ever let London use some of your archive? Is she going to have to kind of like do her own thing? I I definitely have been saving pieces for her. Like throughout my life, I've always kept things for one day for my daughter. I don't want to wear some of the outfits for a little bit. You don't? Too much. (laughs) What is one thing that you definitely are like, I've I've saved this. I want to give this to my daughter. Just like different pieces that I've got from like Dolce Gabbana, Versace, just like beautiful dresses that I know one day when she goes to prom, she's going to have like these epic dresses to wear. I feel so bad for all the girls at that prom. She's going to be like, oh my God, she has arrived. I think about your social life back then. Okay. And like truly when you were younger, you were the like running the socialite scene. Obviously your last name holds a lot of weight, but like, how did you get into the scene? How did you get into these clubs? How did you become friends with these celebrities? Well, before I moved to New York, I was living in LA my whole life. And then I moved to New York when I was 16 Mm -hmm. and I had lived such a sheltered life before that. My parents were so strict. I wasn't allowed to go out. I wasn't allowed to go on dates. I couldn't go to school dances. So then I moved to New York. I'm living in the Waldorf Astoria all of a sudden, my sister and I are getting invites to all these club openings, parties, premieres, these huge events, and we're getting sent all these designer clothes. And then we met Noah Tepperberg and then started going to all of his clubs almost every single night. And it all just happened that way. It just kind of just me going out. Did you ever worry about like 
upsetting your family of like I'm gonna go the complete opposite way of what every maybe other heiress is doing of like acting proper and like being a good like Catholic girl. My mom was so strict but I was just such a rebel and I think mm -hmm. because she was so strict it made me rebel even more yeah. and I think just being an Aquarius with my ADHD I'm just like I have a lot of energy and I just loved going out like mm -hmm. I didn't care if my mom would be like okay you need to be home at midnight I would figure out a way to like sneak out at night put on a wig like run down 30 flights of stairs at the Waldorf sneak into like a cab go downtown I just had like this thing called club itis where I was obsessed with clubbing <laughs> also I'm thinking about like you casually just like living in a hotel did that make it harder to sneak out or easier harder because my parents would tell the security, they'd tell the concierge, the front desk, like everyone who worked at the hotel was like on the lookout for me. That's why I came up with all these disguises. I would take like a Barbie doll, put it in my bed, have like the hair sticking out, like with the pillows in case my mom checked on me at night. Like I just came up with like the sneakiest ways. So if my daughter London ever figures out any ways, like I know every trick in the book. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I'm wondering, like, do you think you're going to take the same parenting style? Like, do you think you will be hard on her? Or are you going to go like easy breezy? Like, oh, have fun at the club, sweetie. I'm going to be I always was upset with my mom because she was so strict. But now that I am a mom, I can totally understand. Like, I'm going to be so terrified when she becomes a teenager and wants to go on dates and wants to go out. Like, just because I know how it is and yeah. just the, how men are and how people are. Yeah. So I don't want to be so strict where she rebels too. So it's really right. a hard thing. Back then, I feel like wherever you went, paparazzi followed. And there is, I would say, arguably one of the most iconic photos to this day in history is a photo you just reposted on your Instagram. It is you, Britney Spears, and Lindsay Lohan in a car. And I'm like, I think it lives rent-free in every millennial's head. It's like, it's been on t-shirts. It's been on coffee mugs. Like, you name it, you've seen this photo. What were you guys doing that night? Like, where were you guys going? Where were you? Just like, fill us in on a little bit. We were at the Beverly Hills Hotel and okay. one of the bungalows. Oh my God. And Brittany and I were there and these guys were just being so annoying and we were just so bored. So we went into the bathroom. I was like, all right, we're just going to like jump out this window and get out of here and so we locked the door jumped out the window and then started like sneaking out to the car just to because I hate like saying bye to people because then everyone's like oh why are you leaving and then it's right. like a whole half hour having to say why you want to leave and I'm just the type that hates confrontation so we basically snuck out the window we were walking to the car and then all of a sudden just got blasted with all this paparazzi and then Lindsay came over and then we were all in the car together and dude, I had no, it was just like a normal night out. Like we weren't right. doing anything. And the media the next day, like made it out to be like this huge deal, like vilifying us. Like we're yeah. bad people. It's like, we're just like running young girls, like going out like everyone else does right. and running away from boys. <laughs> we're just like Irish exiting from the Beverly Hills exactly. Hotel. It just happens to be Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton. Like no big fucking deal. <laughs> it's so cool. And like I can imagine you it must feel so kind of cool to see like so many people still are obsessed with these big moments. Are you still close with these people? I was writing with Lindsay like two days ago. I invited her to this party She's coming to L.A. in a few months, so we're going to make plans to see each other, the babies. And then I was talking with Brittany like three days ago as well, and 
we were planning a girls' night because she wants to come over and we just play dress up and hang out. We're just, it's really fun. It's cool to see like you're all in such different phases of your life now. You guys have babies yeah. and to still be able to just like have fun and like catch up. I think it makes all of us in the world like we can sleep at night knowing <laughs> the girls are thriving. Let's talk about another iconic person that is one of also the most famous people in the world, Miss Kim Kardashian. I'm looking at Google and I'm seeing you guys like walking in again, getting paparazzi together. And it's so crazy to see that like you guys were friends back then. How did you guys meet? We've known each other since we're little girls because our moms were best friends growing up our entire lives. We both went to Buckley with each other and then just became close in like 2000 something when I moved to my house on Kings Road and... A family friend of ours, Faye Resnick, was my interior designer. I was moving everything from my one house to my other house. And she's like, Kim is amazing. She's so organized. She's going to come and help you. And then we just became best friends. We had so much fun together, started traveling all around the world. And she was the like one who was very organized, and I was the one who was very disorganized. So we made like an amazing team. And we just had the best time together. It's just cool to see now, like, all of you, again, going in different directions. Like, Kim, what she's built, what you have built. It's just, it's cool that you've, like, back in the day, we're going and, like, drinking with these girls and partying. And now everyone kind of has, like, built their own empires. It's and so I, like, incredible. love that for the girls. I love it. Just to see so many of my friends and so many women building their empires and their businesses. And yeah, just girls are taking over the world. They are. How did you navigate dating in your early 20s when so many eyeballs were on you? Like, did you even enjoy yourself? It was hard to have any privacy because from the moment I left my house till I went to bed at night, there was 50 cars waiting outside with paparazzi. So I had no privacy whatsoever. Anytime I'd be at an event, if I even spoke to a guy, like all of a sudden the next day, I would say that we were dating, like, there's just been so many things in the media of guys that I didn't even know I maybe met once. And then the media would just make up all these stories and just being just having to trust someone because a lot of these guys wanted that attention. So it was hard to figure out like who to actually trust. Yeah. Would you say you were the type of girl that was like a relationship girl or like a single girly? Like what were you up to? I feel like. I loved relationships, like me being in love, like that's my favorite thing, but I also would get bored so easily. So I think back then I didn't even know who I was and I didn't trust anyone. So it was kind of just like, I don't know. And so many bad things would happen to me. People would cheat on me, humiliate me. And then I would have not only be humiliated, then publicly all around the world, people would be talking about it. So it was just really hard to let anyone in. Like I had such walls around my heart that I never truly let anyone in. Yeah. If I was to ask like your sister or your best friend, like what was it like dating Paris back then? What do you think they would say? Like, what were you like in a relationship? I was, I was very loyal. It was fun. We were going out every single night too. So it's hard to really have a serious relationship when you're every night going to a club something's happening and then a lot of times I would just be so over the person but again I hate confrontation so to break up with them so I would just ghost so many people so I think that a lot of people would say that I was definitely like a heartbreaker and a ghoster 
I love that you're like, I really didn't want to end relationships. So it was like, I'm just going to ghost them. And like, what would you just like, like not answer them ever again? Never answer them again, no. basically. Did you ever make sure that a guy couldn't get into a club? Yes. No. Yes. If anyone fucked with me, I would tell every single club, do not ever let him in. Like, I don't even care if I'm not even there. Just like no. totally blacklist them baller yeah like if you cheat you basically can't go outside yeah because like you won't be able to get into even restaurants you you started at the clubs in paris is like also restaurants in la restaurants in new york oh wow mm. that's like some power that like i feel like all the ladies watching are like oh i wish i had that power to be able to do that do you think you had a type during your 20s like if you could like if all of them were in this room was there a type happening over there paris I don't know. I look back and like cringe at some of these people. I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Why? What were they doing? What? <laughs> what I, they just like, like beyond. Like, I don't know. I just look back at some people and they're just like not good guys. Isn't it know. the worst when you're like, why did I let them say forever that they dated me? Yes. I hate that. It's just <laughs> not humiliating. Or some of the male models are just, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> not the vibe. Um, okay. We got to talk about the simple life. During this time in your life, you get on a reality show and it's The Simple Life and it's with you and Nicole Richie and it premieres and like it was literally the biggest thing. I remember like it had like 13 million views an episode on network television on Fox. Like it was unheard of how insane this show blew up. Do you ever rewatch the show? Yes. You do. All the time. Tell me all your thoughts. Wait, can you tell for anyone that's like younger that hasn't watched it, can you give like the premise of this reality show? (laughs) The Simple Life is basically about two best friends Mm -hmm. who go to these little small towns and took away our money, our credit cards, our cell phones, and we basically live the simple life. But we have so much fun together and constantly getting fired from every single job and just like going and just like having these crazy adventures it's so all across good middle it's america so good. tell me what you think when you rewatch it i just laugh so much just i think that show is just so hilarious nicole's came over a couple times and we go into the movie theater room together at her house or here and just watch the episodes and just both just like laugh so hard that we're crying did you enjoy filming it yes how much of the show was actually real all of it all of it especially the first season they didn't let any of the camera people talk to us like if we'd be like what do we do now they're like no like no one was allowed to tell us any directions nothing okay so the less like glamorous side was I remember you said I think it was in your book you said like the producers came to you and they were like play the dumb blonde Mm -hmm. like play it up like and I think what was so interesting is like that is then like it is kind of like how America then saw you. It's like this like rich, dumb, blonde girl. How did you handle the misconception of you back then when everyone thought you were actually this dumb? Well, with the simple life, yeah, the producer said, Nicole, you be the troublemaker. Paris, you just be the dumb blonde and basically play into what, you know, people would assume that we were. And I would just put on that character and I think because of what I had went through when I was a teenager it was almost like this mask or kind of like a protective shield in a way and then when I would go and do interviews on like the late night shows and everything people expected me to continue being the character because it would be weird if all of a sudden I was just myself and then I just kind of got like 
stuck in that character almost. And it was difficult sometimes for just for people to have so many misconceptions and assume that I was something that I wasn't. Mm. Yeah. But I don't know. I also just was like having a good time and laughing all the way to the bank at the same time. So it was fine. (laughs) That's what I think is so fascinating is like, I remember in middle school, it was like cool if the girl was dumb. Mm -hmm. Like it was like hot if the girl's just like dumb. Yeah. And I now look back at that and I'm like, what? I can see obviously what the producers were doing. It was so brilliant. But I think for your real life, did you ever start to like resent that character? Not resent it, but sometimes I would just be like, these people have no idea. But yeah. something I've always loved to do is prove people wrong. Yeah. And I know that I've definitely done that now. Mm-hmm. And people can see that I'm not a dumb blonde. I'm just mm-hmm. very good at pretending to be one. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I feel like in your documentary, I feel like we got to really see like so many different sides to you. And actually, I think a lot of people were like, oh, my God. Like we had no idea this whole time, like how smart this girl is, how aware she is of this brand that she's built. And I think I remember something people were so fascinated by was like when you kind of talked about like the two different like voices you will use and kind of like interchangeably, like there's the high pitch and then there's the more like chill voice. And I'm curious, like, how do you decide when to do which voice? It's something that I've been doing for so long that I can't even like control it, like when I get shy, the voice will go up higher. And then when I'm just like feeling a little bit more relaxed, yeah. it's more lower. But sometimes I have to tell myself like, Paris, just talk in your normal voice. <laughs> but I just, I don't know what it is. It just, I think just from so many years yeah. of doing it, it's just become a part of me. Like you did the high, higher one for so long that I think that's why in the documentary, it you were more in your like normal tone. And I think that's why so many people were like, yeah, they were shocked. <laughs> what does your most like authentic version of you look like? Me just chilling and like my tracksuit with my socks no makeup hair pulled back puppies all over me and just being at home with my husband and my puppies and my babies I love the specificity of the socks yeah I love socks (laughs) (laughs) watch that be like the one thing that trends from this episode is like I love socks (laughs) socks are hot (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Okay. I do want to talk to you about one thing that I think is like was very like huge, sadly, in pop culture. It's like you have spoken about a lot of really like traumatic sexual experiences that you've had in your life. And I think so many women have been able to connect to you even more because of how open you decided to be, especially in your documentary. It was like, it was incredible. One of the things that I think was really like so public was when you were 19 and you had filmed a sex tape with your current partner at the time, your boyfriend. And then a few years later, he decided to leak it without your permission. And obviously the concept of like revenge porn is so huge nowadays of women struggling to like have any autonomy over their body essentially can you take me back to the moment when you found out that video had been leaked (laughs) 
This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Daddy gang, what are your plans for the summer? I want to probably sign up for a couple excursions with mats, really put myself out there, do something I don't usually do. But when you want something, you got to just go for it. And that applies when you're hiring for your business. ZipRecruiter can help you snag the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And luckily, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash daddy. Got your eye on a rock star candidate? ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature lets you cut the line. Once you review ZipRecruiter's list of most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply to encourage them to apply sooner. So amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter, Daddy Gang, and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash daddy to try it for free right now. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash daddy. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. Do you ever find yourself looking at your full wardrobe, but still feeling like you got nothing to wear? Well, gather around, daddy gang, Saks.com. You're going to find instant inspiration for that date night, for that impromptu vacation, okay? Maybe you need a new dress because one of your friends is getting married soon, okay? So if you're looking for a new style or want to build a better relationship with your closet, then head to Saks.com to shop for everything on your agenda. This episode is brought to you by Curology. If you have particular skincare challenges, it can be really frustrating to waste time and money on products that just are absolutely not formulated for you. That is why I'm so excited to recommend Curology. I have personally struggled with acne my whole life. And I'll look at someone on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram and be like, should I buy those products? No, I do not have the same skin as them. So I should not be treating it the same. Curology's personalized prescriptions are formulated to treat your individual skin needs from acne to the earliest signs of aging. All you have to do is go online, take a quick quiz, and you will be connected to a licensed dermatology provider that will create a custom formula based on your skincare needs. If you're ready to start your skincare journey and start seeing results, here is a special offer just for you. Visit Curology.com slash call her daddy for a special offer. That's Curology, C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y dot com slash call her daddy offer applies only to your first box subject to consultation new subscribers only subscription required this episode is brought to you by sparkling ice have you tried sparkling ice yet it's got great flavor plus vitamins and antioxidants and no sugar sparkling ice is soda if soda had substance, okay? They've got more than 15 flavors with just the right amount of carbonation, kiwi, strawberry, orange, mango, black cherry, and don't get me started on the pineapple coconut flavor. Mm-mm. One sip and you're on spring break. So ditch soda and enter your flavor era. Sparkling ice, anything but subtle. Can you take me back to the moment when you found out that video had been leaked? Like, where were you? Who were you with? How did you find out? That was one of the most painful experiences of my life. I was with my sister, Nikki, and we were in Australia. And I got a call from someone on my team. And they told me that 
one of the entertainment shows received a 30 second clip and I did not believe it. I was like, what? I'm like, that has to be fake. Like, there's no way. Because I didn't even remember making it. And then they sent it to me and just, I just like felt like my whole world was ending. Like I was in hysterics crying. I didn't know what to do. I didn't even want to fly back home to LA because I knew as soon as I landed, there would be so many paparazzi and reporters waiting. And I kept changing my flight and just staying in Australia with my sister. I didn't know what to do. They wanted me to go back to LA because The Simple Life was about to come out. I was supposed to go on a press tour for that. I was like, there's no way I'm doing that. I canceled everything. And then just going back home, I just didn't want to leave my house. I was so depressed. I was so humiliated. I felt like I had, had let down my family, my little brothers, my sister. Like It was just, I put so much shame on myself. And now being an adult and looking back, I just realized that shame should not have been on me. I was a teenage girl, someone who I loved and was with in a relationship and who I trusted. This was pre-internet, pre-social media. I had no, he promised me no one would ever see it. And it was just one of the most traumatic things I've ever experienced. And looking back now, today that would all be illegal. And people were so vicious and so mean and just the whole world watching it, laughing about it, every late night host just talking about it, making jokes. And it's something that will haunt me for the rest of my life. Just one night with someone who I loved and trusted. I'm curious, like in the moment, because I, 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 what's so frustrating about sex tapes is what you're doing is what everyone does. Mm-hmm. You're having sex. You decide to film it. But can you take me to like, were, how did you feel about it when it was being filmed? We had been together a while and yeah. he was pressuring me and be like, oh, let's do a tape. And I was like, no, I don't want to. And then he was like, okay, fine. If you won't do it, I'll just call someone else. And kind of like threatened me in a way like, okay, if you won't do it, then someone else is going to come here and do it. And I was just so dumb and so like young and naive that I gave into it because I was scared that he would have someone else come over. But now looking back, if I someone would say that to me now, I'd be like, fuck you. Like, I never want to fucking look at you again. So it just makes me, I don't know, sad for myself that I let someone manipulate me like that and now for the rest of my life people are going to judge me on that and assume that I'm like a slut because of one night with someone that's what's really fucked up and I feel like I've every time any woman is like exploited in media I feel like it takes so many years for people to have the conversation about like the slut shaming that you endured like can you talk a little bit about like how you handled like everyone was like you, I remember you wrote in your book, I wrote it down. The world thinks of me as a sex symbol and I'm here for that because symbol literally means icon. But when people saw that sex tape, they didn't say icon, they said slut and they said whore. Like when you look back and now even having like a daughter on like yourself, like how do you think that should have been handled? I think that they should have looked at it in a way like this is a teenage girl. Like we shouldn't even be talking about this. Like this person should be in jail Mm -hmm. and the fact that people were just so mean and like thinking it's funny like it was just 
it was disgusting just to have to see just what I don't know, just misogynistic people, people just being so judgmental and uh, I don't know, everyone vilifying me and then celebrating him. Like it was just, uh, and then for people to think that I was in on it as well. That was the the part that pissed me off the most where people thought that I was involved in this because that was the last thing that I would ever want in my life. Like I always looked up to all these amazing women and I felt like when he did that to me, he took all that away from me and I could have never been the person who I wanted to be. Yeah. I feel like something about being this like, yeah, sex symbol, this like hot woman that everyone looked at in not even just America, the world. Like I'm curious, like how you felt about yourself and your sexuality behind the scenes while everyone else was like getting off to you, watching your sex tape, talking about your body, your looks. Like how did you feel? It just made me scared about anything that had to do with sex. Mm -hmm. Like after that, I was so closed off. I didn't want to hook up with anyone because I was just nervous. Like I would date people, but I would only kiss them because I would just be nervous to do anything else. And then the whole world is assuming, oh, she's the sex symbol. But deep down inside, like I didn't even want to let anyone do anything to me. But everyone, because of that tape, assumed that I was like doing that every night with people. Right. Yeah, that's something that I I remember I struggled at the beginning of my show was like, I remember I went through like a really weird period with sex because I felt like I like was speaking about it so openly that then when I met guys, they thought like, oh, she must be like doing some crazy shit in the bedroom. And it's like, sure, if if I love you and we're like having a great intimate bond, but like it, there was almost like a pressure I started to feel like I was putting on myself. And I'm curious, like reclaiming your own sexuality, like how did you handle connecting with a man it took me a while just like people even gave me the nickname of miss blue baller and that's what people would call me because I wouldn't do anything but then in the public people assume something else and then I kind of just I don't know played into the character and like doing the Carl's Jr. commercial, doing all these really sexy shoots. Mm -hmm. So kind of like exuding and like showing this kind of sex symbol vibe. But deep inside, I didn't feel that way at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. Like men will never understand. It's like you, there's a way to like, yes, progress in the world through your looks and through like in moments like playing the game. But then it also doesn't like negate the fact that like you are a human being and like you are going home at night feeling so over sexualized. And it's just like, there's, it's a hard like dichotomy of like wanting to be seen for who you are, but also recognizing we still live in a man's world. So you're going to play the fucking game in some moments. And I think the sex tape thing, I, I agree with you. I think it was like, it's the perfect example of like how wrong the world is with like, why was it all about you and how much of a slut and a whore you were that what you had sex with your boyfriend. It's like, why is he not like a predator at this point for like putting something out like that? And I think it, I don't know. I just get frustrated when like the narrative is still so skewed. Like we still see it to this day. If something comes out about a woman, you're not being like, well, who put it out? Well, the man did. It's all on the woman. So I appreciate you sharing that. Cause I just think it's like important to like you are now a mother and like you have built this empire. And I do think it's important sometimes to talk about these things because it reminds people like 
something from your past that felt like the end of the world in that moment like it does not define you I appreciate you talking about it because I know it's it's a lot thank god it's a different time like I feel like there's just been there's a lot of work to do but I think there's been a lot of progress and also like I think it's really amazing that you're so open about talking about things because that I don't know when I listened to your podcast that's why I was scared to do your podcast because I'm like oh my god I'm so not used to talking about sex and things and but you I think it's amazing how you use your voice and you really inspire others to just be open about who they are thank you okay we're gonna play a little rapid fire okay what is a recent purchase that you spent too much money on Hmm. don't lie to me (laughs) at Chanel in Paris during fashion week but it actually wasn't my money my husband is so sweet he's like I want you to have like a pretty woman moment I was going on a sister trip to Paris with my little sister and for her birthday. Mm -hmm. So he's like, here's my credit card. Go and spend whatever you want. And it was our 46 month anniversary. So it was just so sweet because no guy has ever done that to me and said, like, here's my card. Like, go and Chanel and buy whatever you want. So I guess that wasn't me. But what did you buy? Everything. (laughs) I bought these shoes. So much jewelry, so many purses, sunglasses. Wow. Just like, it was so much fun. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love you. You're like, ah, uh, like I didn't even, I love how my question is, what did you spend? And you're like, and it wasn't even my money. <laughs> Ladies, that is the way to do it. Take his card. Thank you, you, daddy. Ever, <laughs> have you ever been like the one that was like having to buy boyfriends shit? Like, were you always the one that was like the breadwinner? A, c- a couple people. Oh, those models, ma'am. <laughs> I feel like it's it's just not attractive Mm -hmm. I just I don't know right like get your own credit card yeah it's beyond like there's been some people I just like lose all respect for them and then you're just like their total boss and you're just like I can't even look at you anymore do you have that a lot where people like actually like ask you for things or money yes how do you navigate that I hate saying no to people so I sometimes I just give it or I go (laughs) Paris I was literally gonna say are you ghosting the people it's like an aunt that's like Paris can I have this just ghost no if it's someone who's like I feel bad for them and like they're like a nice person but then there's other people who are just greedy who don't want to work and they're just like ghost yeah ghost okay what is a guaranteed way to give you the ick that that and when people are really like sweaty and they come up and they want to give you a kiss on the cheek or they it's like the european way and they go like twice or in some countries it's three so it's like sweaty so i'm just like like you know you have sweat on your face why are you doing this to me and that happens a lot and like you have what i can say is like afterwards i'm like i need whoever like whatever skincare you're up to over there you don't need any sweaty lips but like i like need all your can you tell us your skincare routines well it's my skincare line right right right. and i'm just obsessed with anything to do with skincare my mom taught me all about it when i was eight years old so using the serums and the eye creams and now with all this tech I built this living spa downstairs I'll show you it after it's like this full-on spa that has all this like equipment you'd see like in like a medical place with like huge machines and like hyperbaric chamber cryotherapy machine like hydrofacial like these like lasers and things that like tighten your skin 
It's a, I've never done any Botox. I've never done a filler. I'm 100% natural. Wait. So do you go down there like every morning? When you, I have time. Like, Bye, Carter. <laughs> Grab your coffee and be like, <clears throat> four hours. Let's get into it. I do it on the weekends, but then like during the week, sometimes if I'm doing calls or emails or things like that, I can just like kind of lay in one of these things and kind of just multitask. I'm such a multitasker. Do you ever do Zoom calls from like the chamber? Yes. The chamber is amazing. It looks like a spaceship. It can fit four people. Do you think that your friends really, truly love you or are they just coming for the spot? Because I'm like... Paris, what are you doing this weekend? Yes. Wow. Okay, that's amazing. That's, that's like goals. Okay. Mm. Um, what is your biggest insecurity? Just how shy I am. Mm. I get, especially like being out, I get so socially awkward. Mm. And ever since like the pandemic, mm. it's like gotten worse where I'm just so shy. And I wish that I wasn't that way. Like why? Because you think people would expect something different when they meet you? I don't know. I just get really just shy. weird. I don't know. I'm just very shy when it comes to speaking with people and meeting new people. And sometimes I just get so overwhelmed with so many people coming up. So I wish that I was more confident in that way where I wouldn't feel yeah. so shy or like my cheeks get so red. And I hate that. You're doing great, sweetie. Thanks. You're doing great today. <laughs> when was the last time you cried? Last night. What happened? That was a good cry. Oh. I was on the plane and I just posted a video on TikTok of my little baby and just reading the comments as people are so sweet and just showing him so much love and just the things that they're saying to me just touch me so much yeah. and it just makes me cry. Yeah. Like we I can... cry like every day reading people's messages you and do. just reading people's messages saying like you inspire me or thank you for what you've done using your voice and just girls and people who have been through the same thing as me and just yeah. hearing just how I touch people like that just touches me so much yeah. I'm such a sensitive person that just reminded me like I feel like you're someone that doesn't address drama like you're kind of like don't care don't give a fuck and I can I ask you kind of about like your decision recently there were people being like absolutely disgusting and awful online about your son and you spoke up about it like how did you decide to say something I feel like my mama bear instincts came out you could say what you want about me, but this is my little innocent angel, an infant. And the fact that there's people that are that sick in the head that they're going to go and talk like that about a little baby was just so wrong and just so hurtful. And I actually just wrote back a, a comment on TikTok mm -hmm. to someone and then the press took that and then yeah said that I made a statement but then after someone asked me and then I just said how I felt yeah because I just don't think it's right and I think it's just so cruel that people would be mean about a little baby it's like disturbing how like casual people think it is to just like leave comments that are so nasty on people's pages as if it won't affect you and I think sometimes especially if you have a lot of followers people feel like you don't see it, but here you are sitting being like, I love my fans. I read so many of their comments. I am crying on the plane because they're being so sweet. So obviously you're going to see the mean ones. And I agree. I think when, especially when it's not about you, it's like, it's your platform. You know, people are going to like come at you, but when it's about a baby, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like have serious issues. What is something people would be surprised to find in your home that they wouldn't expect? The big alpaca and you walk in. Wait, what? It's not real. It's 
Kim and Chris and Chloe, when Phoenix was born, yeah. delivered this like huge alpaca that is like seven feet tall. It's the cutest thing in the world. So I have it in the front entrance next to my big, like this big giraffe that has like a chandelier coming out of it. Oh my God. That's really cute. I'll show you. Do you have like a specific like love for alpacas or it was just like a random I love alpacas okay and so they knew that and so they're like here you go wow I will say I did your photos around your house are fabulous but like there's so many photos of you around this house that I was like I wanted to like take a picture of every single I'm like you look amazing in all of them (laughs) is Carter like can we throw one up of me (laughs) (laughs) he has one of me and him there's one of them. It's a painting I got for one of our anniversary or month anniversaries. And it's like the picture of our first, not our first kiss, but our first yeah. public kiss at this Christmas party. We've been dating a month yeah. and we were just like making out. And then Paris Jackson was like, can I have your phone? And took like a bunch of pictures of us that are so cute. Cause it was like our first right. like pictures. Cause we were only dating like a few weeks. So yeah. I it's not like, I'm gonna like ask him to take pictures. Right. And she took them, and those are pictures I'll always cherish, so I had them painted. That is so sweet. Wait, did you own this house before Carter, you and your relationship? No, I was living at my oh, other okay. house. Oh, well, then. so you moved in here, and you said, Carter, back up. All the photos are going to be of me, you just relax. He loves it. He loves so it. So sweet. <laughs> that is really sweet. Actually, is way better than the guy being like, I want mine up there. You're like, oh, oh my God. God. If there was a guy who had pictures like this, like I do everywhere, I would... <laughs> We're so beyond. If you had ended up with the model. Yeah, exactly. What is the craziest rumor you've ever heard about yourself? Mm, There's lots of those as well. One of the craziest people once said that I was dating Michael Jackson. Oh. Which was just the most random rumor ever. So I've known him my entire life. My mom and him were best friends growing up since they were 13. So he was like part of my family. And then I don't know how it came out. Like one article wrote one day that we were dating. And that was just such a random thing because he was like my uncle. So I was like, what? <laughs> that is probably I don't know if I'll ever be able to ask someone that question again on the show and get a more iconic answer than, oh, the fact that everyone thought I was dating Michael Jackson. OK, I think it's so, so adorable that you are married to Carter, but you guys have known each other for 15 years and you didn't start dating until 2019. Yes. Talk to me about that day. Like what made you change your mind? I wasn't even looking to date anyone. I was single for a year at this point. I went home to the Hamptons for Thanksgiving and then my mom said, oh, I'm going to go to my friend's house for lunch. Do you want to come with me? And I was like, okay. And I walk in and I see like this guy sitting there and he's like the biggest smile. And then he was just so sweet. He was with his mom and he was just like just so attentive with her. And I feel like you can tell a lot about a man by the way he treats his mom. Because mm-hmm. you know that he'll be a great husband mm-hmm. and father one day. And he was just so different from everyone else. Like he was just like this sweet, cute nerd and just so I don't know I was just like getting all like nervous and shy and we had lunch together that day and then we came back that night for Thanksgiving dinner and I was just like thinking about him all day like googling him like looking him up and then seeing like he was like this brilliant businessman and like he was someone I'd known for so long but Mm -hmm. I feel like timing is everything and I was not ready for a nice guy back then yeah 
because I didn't even know who I was at this point. And this was right before my documentary was about to come out. So I was on this whole like journey of self-discovery and like mm-hmm. learning who I was. And then that night I was having dinner and then I was like, let's go outside. And we went outside and I just went for it and just like started making out with him like against the tennis court, like chain link fence. And ever since that night, that was like it. We've never spent a night apart after that. I it was like, damn, <laughs> it was hot. It was hot. <laughs> I love also that you're saying like he wasn't like you're like what you normally went for. Like, can you give girls advice listening of like they're stuck in their ways? They have this one type. They think it's their type. Like, why should we sometimes venture out and go something for something different? I'm just so happy I went for someone different because mm-hmm. someone who's not in the scene, not in the industry. He doesn't care about fame. He doesn't care about any of that. Is a total opposite of anyone that I've ever been with. Amazing. And I feel like if you're dating the same type of guy and it's not working out, maybe it's good to try something else yeah. because you never know. And now I've never been happier. I just feel like I found my my person, my other half, my home. I feel it's just so at peace. Before, I was just always just like wanting something else and like always looking to see like what else was out there. And I never was settled down. And with him, it's like... I just I know that we are meant to be like I feel like my grandma and his dad are in heaven and they like talked and we're like we need to like hook these two up like something like I feel like it's really fate it's amazing how long did it take you for him to like to show him like the real Paris we I had never like really shown myself to anyone so it it, it was just like he came over the next night and we had a date at my house and he's like, I want to get to know the real Paris Hilton. And I was just so shy. And <laughs> you're like, no, I drank like a bottle of rosé. <laughs> and then I was able to like be more comfortable with him. And then we just started getting closer and closer. Paris. But it was, yeah, it was like the first time I had really done that. I don't know. I was like, it's amazing. You kind of like, I guess that's kind of, what, yeah, like how you would know. It's like you kind of just went right into it and knew mm-hmm. as opposed to like you could be talking to someone for years and you've never shown them like the fact that it was kind of like the next night you're like, all right, let's start. Like, that's amazing. What qualities does he bring out in you that you now like about yourself that you maybe didn't sh- get to like, like exude when you were in other relationships? Just he makes me feel just so safe and before I was always just on edge I was always like oh my god this person's gonna do this they're gonna cheat on me they're gonna do that and with him I just know that's not gonna happen so he just makes me feel like calm like I could be myself like he lifts me up in so many ways and supports me in everything that I want to do and he's also just he's so organized and like so smart and then he just helps me be my best version of myself. I like, love it. like I've never felt just like happier, more fulfilled with my business, with my personal life, with just everything. Like, we're custom made for each other. When you were saying that that you feel so safe, I was like, where did I see this? That you, didn't you have like a MacBook for every single boyfriend you had? Yes. <laughs> Can you explain this logic? <laughs> Every single boyfriend you had in your life, you would get a different MacBook for that period of your life. <laughs> yes. Explain. This was <laughs> because before 
my boyfriends would get so controlling and so psychotic. They'd be like, I need to look through your your iCloud or iPhoto thing and like wanted to look through the albums and everything. And if there was any picture of an ex or a guy, they would like start erasing it, screaming, going crazy, throwing the computer at me, hitting me. Like it was terrifying. Like I dated so many assholes and really abusive people. So I just had like trauma so I was like I need to get a new computer every time because they're gonna go into it and I didn't want to erase all my memories yeah I think that's fucked up when people make you erase shit it's like okay we all had a past it's okay it's like memories are good what is a mom skill you have that people would be surprised to know about you that you're like finding yourself like now in motherhood you're like ooh, I kind of have this down or I'm good at this or I like this about myself I'm good at bedtime lullabies just like I can put him to sleep so easily just by just holding him and singing stars are blind <laughs> <laughs> give me a little something right now go ahead I'm gonna close my eyes I'm so shy I can't even do it in front of you <laughs> <That's> not- what-, <laughs> <laughs> what if I don't look at you <laughs> let's sing it together Okay, okay, I can envision it. I heard like a little like even Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> that was actually I good. Did it yesterday. Honestly, as long as it's putting him to bed, you're good. Okay, last question. Obviously, your fans are so obsessed with you. They will follow you to the end of the earth. What can they expect next? I know you just referenced the book, but like tell me everything about everything. What are you doing? What can they expect? Well, the book is gonna be turning into a TV series. Uh, with A24 and the Fanning sisters producing it with me. This is like what we've all been waiting for is like we need to watch this on television. And like you knew that. But you had to wait for the right moment. This mm-hmm. is that is amazing. Oh my god, I'm going to be glued to the TV. Yes. That is so so exciting. I'm so and excited. so you're going to be helping produce. Yes. So we're just getting the writers right now and I'm just so excited for this project. And my new album, I've been in the studio. I have Sia executive producing my full album. Oh so God. that she's going to be here tonight. I love her so much. She's the most brilliant songwriter of our time. I'm so honored to be working with her. Megan Trainer has written me so many epic songs. The album is so sick. Here to save pop music. <laughs> Paris I can't thank you enough for coming on it was like truly well overdue everyone is going to be obsessed and just thank you for giving me your time and I'm just so happy that we got to do this thank you thank you thank you you. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Want $0 delivery fees? Try DashPass by DoorDash. Daddy gang, I love being home. I love to be cozy, comfortable, laying on the couch. I can't tell you how many times I need something, but I am too lazy to get up and get out of the house. And sometimes I need food or groceries, you name it. Dash Pass gets it delivered right to my door and yours too. It is only $9.99 a month. So I think it's a really good deal, Daddy Gang. So get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with Dash Pass and new members get a 30-day free trial. Terms apply. Sign up today.